Hi, and welcome to the Monthly Movie Dispatch, the movie review show from friends you can trust. Every week we broadcast a review of a new film, talk about some film news, and recommend what to watch. We've been talking, critiquing, and gushing over movies since we were in high school, and we aim to bring you honest conversations on relevant cinema, because we're friends, and we like talking movies. That's what we do. Uh, I'm Nick Moffat, and I'm here with my good buddy, Derek Deal. Yo, how's it going? What's that? Oh, dude, it's going. You know, it's going It's going good. The sun is out still. Summer is on its way. And I uh, I just watched a great movie that I'm excited to talk to you about. Sweet. Hey, me too. I watched that same movie. Oh, good. Uh, man, how awkward would it be if we watched different <laughs> movies by accident? That would suck. Oh, man, I thought we were reviewing that new Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> Although I heard that movie was pretty good, though. Yeah, Wrath of Man. I, yeah, I just haven't been to the theater yet. But yeah, same. Maybe that'll I'm, be... I think I'm holding out for um, Fast and Furious. Ooh, really? You're going to wait that long? Yeah, I mean, it's not that long. A little That's over a month. That's true. But, yeah. See, my, my birthday's in two weeks, and I like mm. to go to the movies on my birthday, so I think I might, you know, might go then. Yeah. But, um... Anyway, today, though, we're talking about a movie that is available on uh, digital rental. Um, it's called uh, Shiva Baby. But bef before we get started on talking about that movie, uh, we're going to talk about some other exciting movie stuff. And that is, in the last week, Marvel, the MCU, uh, announced their their new slate. And it, it's kind of like a re-announce, you know? They kind of stepped back. Um, th you know, they did their whole phase four announcement and um a lot of it was like so far out that it was hard to truly conceptualize i don't know about you but it was like okay i don't know what wandavision is yeah black widow not that exciting and okay so spider-man's coming out in like two years thor like four <laughs> years yeah and, um and they just put out a like you know covid zonsway back to from recovery and they just put out a trailer that was like highlighting the movies that are coming out again. And I mean, I don't know about you, man, but I, I found it pretty exciting. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, kind of get a little emotional, like just like, not just cause it's the MCU, but it's like, God damn, I want to go back to like the theaters and just like, I remember how awesome it was getting to see all these movies in the past 10 years, you know, with the MCU. And it's really, yeah. it was just cool for them to put out this, like this thing that was just kind of like, we're still here and we're like not only are we here but we're still putting out three movies this year plus like there's already been two tv shows and another one comes out next month and like and it's just cool to see that they're like keeping up with the quality they're keeping up with the pace and um, totally they're not looking to slow down and um you know especially after wandavision and the falcon and winter soldier i mean i think you know reviews on those there are opinions to be had mm -hmm. but I found both of them pretty fascinating in what they were doing. You yeah. know, um, if that's what phase four is going to be like, you know, um, kind of big swings like both of those, mm -hmm. then, you know, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm very excited for, for the continuation of phase four. And um, that trailer really highlighted the movies that are coming out. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of want to just go down the list really quick because the titles are what's exciting and they, there were a few title changes too that i found interesting that i want to touch upon so um 
Black Widow coming out in July, July 9th, 2021. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings in September of this year. Eternals coming out November of this year. And Spider-Man No Way Home is also coming in December this year. So we have four movies. Four MCU movies coming out this year. It's like, it's hard to believe. Yeah. And all of those two are sound really interesting. I mean, yeah, I'm not super excited about Black Widow, but uh, you know, the other four are quite interesting. Like the one of the first Asian uh, superheroes, mm-hmm. uh, Eternals, which is now by Oscar Wayne director mm-hmm. Chloe Zhao, and uh, Spider Man No Way Out, No Way Home, which I was a big fan of the last Spider Man, and I yeah. loved how how they left it on a cliffhanger. Right. <laughs> so I'm I'm really eager to see which direction they go with with this with this new Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I mean this could be uh, like one of the better phases. Like just looking at the list of directors, it's like yeah, damn, you get a new Sam Raimi movie even in this phase. Right. So like, that's that's the next year. So in 2022, yeah. we have Doctor Strange in the multi multiverse of madness. What a title. Uh, <laughs> Thor, Love and Thunder, another Taika Waititi film. Um, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. And The Marvels coming out in 2022. Yeah. So that's also really exciting. I mean, man, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That, that, just, <laughs> that title alone is thrilling. Yeah. And we know it's and... probably going to you know, pick up. One sounds like WandaVision's kind of feeding right into whatever that storyline's going to be. Yeah, and there's all sorts of rumors about Spider-Man, too. Like, yeah. I, I don't know mm-hmm. what's been confirmed, but there are rumors that other Spider-Men could appear in it. They could open the Spider-Verse. Um, Dr. Octopus, I think, was rumored to be in it from Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting, because now Sam Raimi is doing Doctor Strange. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that, like, ties together in a fun way. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, the title changes I mentioned earlier, though, are Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which it was just supposed to be Black Panther 2. Yeah. And then uh, Chadwick Boseman passed away, RIP, and they changed it to Wakanda Forever. So I think they're going to pick up. I, I'm not sure. I don't think anyone knows what they're doing, but yeah, I don't think they're recasting them. So I think they'll probably do something yeah, where they it. find another Black Panther or... Um, they'll continue the story of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And then the Marvels, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, because that's that's a sequel to Captain Marvel. So instead of it being Captain Marvel 2, it's the Marvels. Right. And I don't know how much you know about the Marvels, but I mean, I don't know too much, but I know that there are um, other Marvel-like characters, like similar to Captain Marvel, but like Miss Marvel as a teenager. And I think, and I think she has she's... a show or something coming out too. Okay. Like they've they've casted her and announced the show and everything. I think they even have like a teaser trailer for it. Um, but I don't oh. know if it's like a Disney Plus show or what because they haven't. They haven't really talked about it a whole lot. It's kind of weird. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. So, but either way, that's that's interesting. That's not just Captain Marvel. It's going to be the Marvels. Right. So they're they're opening that up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then in 2023, there's going to be a new Ant-Man movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And I mean, then there's going to be Fantastic Four, which yes. uh, 
is very cool, very exciting, and that one's just t- TBA. Yeah. No, no one knows anything about that one. They really love John Watts, man. I like like. It's kind of weird that they announced him as the director so far ahead of time. Uh, like his <laughs> Spider Man hasn't even come out yet, and they're like teasing that he's directing that, uh, which can be good. Like one thing, like since they announced him as director the one thing i really like in his spider-man movies is like the teen comedy stuff and like the the uh, kind of the light-hearted humor like he's got a good sense of humor and i think what i hope they do with the fantastic four because they've done like multiple fantastic four movies and they've never really done it that well but i think it would be cool if they did the same approach they did with homecoming which is let's not do an origin story again Cause we've done it twice and like neither of them were very good. And um, if they do like the fan casting that people have been wanting forever, like John Krasinski is Mr. Fantastic and Emily Blunt. <laughs> uh, like this movie could be huge. And if they bring in, like if it starts off with like them with their family and everything already, um, I like that sounds exactly right down John Watts alley, like this kind of family, uh, you know, big sci-fi space comedy kind of thing. Sounds really fascinating to me. It's fantastic. Since I've picked up reading Marvel comics uh, over the last year, like through quarantine and stuff, Fantastic Four is far and away, far and away my favorite. Like they're just, it's so good. And Dr. Doom and stuff. Eventually if they bring him in, Um, they have to, yeah, they have He's like an all time bad guy. I mean, I feel like he could be a bad guy against the Avengers as a unit. Oh yeah. He's so good. He's my favorite and like Marvel character. He's like the most fascinating person, but, um, yeah. So I'm really excited. You know, when they first announced all this, like at Comic-Con or whatever it was, or D 23, like years ago, I was like, it was like right after Endgame, And I was just like, exhausted and just like i don't i'm not looking forward to this but now you fast forward a couple years and they put out this trailer i'm just i'm so ready for this i'm so excited so yeah dude i'm right there with you i'm right there with you i just for me wandavision was the thing that kind of re got me excited about marvel yeah you know i wasn't i wasn't ever burnt out but i was like okay let's see how they move on after endgame Mm. because i mean it's endgame it yeah. was the end game. We're no longer in the end game. Yeah. And where do you go after that? And to see WandaVision, which I know it had flaws. I loved pretty much every second of it, but mm-hmm. you know, I think a complaint about it was that it it kind of promised more than it delivered in terms of like weirdness. Yeah. You know, it which I was fine with because Overall, I just thought it was an amazing show about grief, you yeah. know, to have this weird sci-fi Marvel comic book show actually be telling a story about loss and pain and moving on from, you know, the death of a loved one. Yeah. I think that's some really powerful stuff. But um, I kind of think just looking at the slate, it's like, you know, the, the the names alone it's like they they have to be opening the multiverse they have yeah. to be doing some weird stuff and maybe wandavision was just testing the waters of some of those weird things to see if fans were you know ready for it yeah. and i think we're ready for it yeah i agree i'm ready for it 
yeah so um yeah i'm i'm very excited um soon we'll be talking about black widow and yeah. uh and then we'll all of a sudden be talking about thor you yeah. know a year from now we'll be talking about thor in a, in so. a, a chloe zhao directed 200 million dollar <laughs> marvel movie that is so weird just like <laughs> thinking about nomad land that person is <laughs> a huge comic book movie yeah you might understand though she's using a lot of practical special effects and shooting on location yeah <laughs> in amazon warehouses <laughs> but um yeah very exciting very exciting yeah. stuff so um I, th I say uh, cheers to Marvel and yeah. uh, cheers to the future of going to the movies and hopefully um, you know we all get vaccinated and we're going to the movies is is safe yeah. and we don't have to delay any of this. But uh, let's move on talking to talk about uh, this movie uh, that we watched. Let's do it. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Are you ready for it? Okay. Mm -hmm. So. Me and Derek, we watched this movie called uh, Shiva Baby. Uh, it was directed by Emma. Se I'm sorry. It was directed by Emma Seligman. <laughs> I'm so bad at pronouncing names. I'm tough, sorry, everybody. It's a tough name. Seligman, and it stars Rachel Sonnet, Molly Gordon, Fred Melamand, Melamand, and Polly Draper. A few other people too, but uh, the plot description. A college student attends a family shiva where she is accosted by her relatives, outshined by her ex-girlfriend, and face-to-face -face with her sugar daddy and his family. And it, like I said before, you can definitely stream this movie anytime now. It's available for rental. I personally rented it on Amazon. It was like $4, I think, and very much worth it. It feels kind of good, you know, renting indie movies like this. You know, you not as good as going to their video store and actually like renting it with my hands, mm -hmm. but you know, I don't mind uh, throwing out $4 or $5 to um, for an indie movie like this. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. I actually kind of, it's, it's been really nice. Like you said, that yeah, it feels like going out to the store. Like I kind of like the experience of having a limited time to watch a movie for some reason. It's like, I don't know. It feels more like an event or like a, you're you're doing something as opposed to just like turning on whatever's on you know totally so um i picked this movie for a few reasons um the number one reason honestly is just it was getting good buzz and i'm doing this project this year um i'm watching 52 movies directed by women and this is obviously i said it before um directed by a woman and tells a story of this uh young college student and you know, I um, the reason I'm doing this project is because, you know, last year I probably saw 300 new movies. Mm -hmm. Not brand new of that year, but, like, movies that I hadn't seen before. And I did the math, and, like, out of those 300, I had, like, 33 that were directed by women. And that just didn't seem right, you know? And I felt like I need to make more of an effort for it. And so I'm making that effort. I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago when we did uh, St. Maud. And, um, you know, I'm just trying to... I'm just trying to take in more movies by women and amplify those voices. And um, this was this was a great choice for that kind of mindset because it was very much a movie, you know, about women. And yeah. the other the other cool thing about this movie, the other perspective that I think isn't often in in cinema is it's about a bisexual woman. 
you know this young this young lady she's a college student and you know she's she's with a man in the movie she's uh she's having sex with this guy but at the she also has this ex-girlfriend that is at the the funeral that she's at and um they kind of have like this like energy within them they talk about how they went to prom together and it was like a whole thing <laughs> and it just you know you don't you don't see many movies where bisexuality is so explicit you know sometimes it's you know in the subtext and it's mm. kind of fun to like look into it but you know i can hardly think of any movies where they you know they're very open about the bisexuality yeah so um i i enjoyed seeing that perspective on screen those two and... actors too had so much chemistry like from the first moment you see like her friend get out of the car it's like it's just this weird energy and it's like it's great it's really really right well done. so the main character is rachel sonnet which i don't know if i've seen her in anything else mm -mm. but her friend who she went or her ex her ex-girlfriend um molly gordon that i've seen her in some things uh she was in uh um what's the olivia wilde directed movie um about graduation oh uh book smart right smart yeah she was in book smart as the like kind of rival smart girl oh you know, she, like, yeah you're right ride later on yeah yeah she looked familiar. so yeah so she's really good i think i think both of them have like a future a little bit you know i think both of them are we're gonna see them both in more movies coming up yeah and um yeah, so I, just to give you a quick rundown of this movie, you know, um, I think that plot description was pretty apt. You know, the the movie starts in immediately she's having sex with this guy, and it's like, uh, you know, it's a wide shot, and they're like having sex in the background, but it's like, you know, it's loud, and that's like, it's kind of an abrasive way to start the movie. It's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, so that's what's happening in this movie. I okay, think here the, we go. The sound starts on the black black screen too, even right, right, <laughs> the, the very explicit sound, mm -hmm. and then. Uh, and then they finish and they come over and she's like getting ready to leave. And they have this exchange that's uh, very complicated. You know, she, she kind of, he kind of makes a comment about her going to see another guy and maybe getting money from him. And she like says, yeah, that's definitely what I'm doing. I'm going to go get money from someone else. And they kind of like laugh about it. But then she's like, no, but really give me money. And then he like gives her money. And you're like, wait, she's not hooking. Maybe she is, but okay. And then they, uh, and then they have this like weird ex embrace and it's like who you know i'm watching it me and shan and we're going okay who has the power here what's going on it's immediately mm -hmm. i was like okay so this movie is going to have some like complicated dynamics you know there's going to be some like cross-contamination sort of like where do feelings lie sort of uh sort of movie yeah and, and then you know she immediately goes to this uh shiva you know this jewish uh memorial funeral and um it's it's wild and then the the whole movie takes place there you know the whole yeah. movie is at in this one location inside this house at this funeral and they yeah you know, she's she's constantly being bombarded by these um people at the funeral you know just relatives or friends and they're all just like kind of just talking at her <laughs> and you know it's very uh anxiety producing and it's it's like you know i was kind of i was talking to a friend of the show cow shea about this earlier and 
it's kind of like he's a big fan of movies where they're trapped in one location. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of one of those movies. And even though yeah. she could get out, she could leave. She can't, though, because she's there with her parents and they're too busy chit-chatting with people. Like, there's a scene where she's like, I need to leave right now. But her mom's talking to the rabbi. So what is she going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's full of that sort of kind of dynamic. And then so she's at this funeral and then her ex-girlfriend shows up and then that guy she was just sleeping with her sugar daddy shows up and it's quickly revealed that he has not just a wife but also a baby that's like 13 months old or something yeah um they say they say the age i think she says 18 months yeah Yeah, the baby's huge (laughs) but also they bring it in in a in its um carrier you know the um car seat you know the the car seat yeah she like brings in the car seat and i'm like I don't know about an 18 month old, like in a car seat like that. Like it's just that whole experience was like kind of surreal with the baby. But <laughs> I think, I think it was supposed to be surreal a little bit because she was, she had no idea what to do with those emotions throughout the whole movie. Yeah. With the baby, the baby was kind of like prop a little bit for yeah. uh, how crazy her, <laughs> she was feeling. Yeah. Anyway, though, um, I I really enjoyed this movie though. I had a blast with it. Like I said before, it was really truly anxiety producing. Like they <laughs> they did it so masterfully where they had you know these close-up shots of her just kind of like struggling to uh stay in control of herself where people were just like standing on the edge of the frame, just yapping at her and asking her questions and making comments about whatever. And she's like looking around the room and seeing people that she doesn't want to talk to and staring them down. And the music is like picking up like, eh, 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 like a, like a horror movie. Yeah. And it's like tension. And I don't know about you, but I'm seeing there like, like shaking, holding my body being like, this is so anxiety producing. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. And then like, but then I found myself going, wait a second, Nick, pay attention to what's happening. Like kind of mindfulness, you know, like I like could take a step back and, you know, listen to what they're talking about. Hmm. And you, you take a step back. And even though you're like full of dread and anxiety, you listen to what, the, what <laughs> these people that are yapping at her and what they're saying. Yeah. And they're saying these like, just, you know, random Jewish insults, you know, they're just being judgmental and like, like weird. And, you know, even though I'm not Jewish, like, it's like, I can imagine being at a family gathering like that Mm -hmm. and seeing and being a part of like that sort of, you know, nitpicky critique of yourself and every single other person in the room. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, and then once, once I sat back and realized like, that's what was happening, that truly like nothing that terrible was happening. And it was just like mindless insults. Yeah. I found those scenes hilarious. Yeah. And I would just start laughing and laughing and laughing. And I think that's the central tenet of this movie is that it's like, it's so anxiety producing, but if you're able to like, you know, take the broad view of it it's actually quite funny. It's a, it's a hilarious experience. And I mean, I think a lot of life is like that, you know, it's like you get so anxious about day to day interactions, but I mean, honestly, take a step back. It's quite funny. Yeah. So I don't know, man. What do you think? I loved it too. 
um you know this kind of movie isn't normally my cup of tea but like i was enthralled by it from start to finish um just like the amount of creativity that is shown off in such a short in like well literally short amount of time the movie's like an hour and 15 minutes or something but also in such a close quarters and um it's just so intimate and personal some of those scenes totally reminded like i felt like they were one step away from like being a scene from mother like (laughs) the camera's just like close on her and there's just like people like pulling her around and there's like everyone's talking and it's like there's oh the scene i'm thinking of actually like gave me goosebumps because it's one of my biggest pet like i cannot stand watching people eat and there's like this exaggerated moment of people like eating in her face (laughs) it like cuts to like four different people like slurping down gross foods (laughs) and like she's like starting to panic (laughs) yeah Uh, that that's what gives me anxiety not all the the bickering and stuff isn't even as bad when it comes to that but that was literally like i was like getting my hair the hairs my arms were raising up and i was like oh god jesus but um um yeah the scene that really got me um first of all i have to say i mean i'm totally with you i think that the comparison to mother is um that's an amazing comparison good thinking there like yeah yeah mother's the horror movie version of this yeah this is the comedy (laughs) version of mother yeah but uh her dad is played by i mentioned his name before uh fred milliman and he is like you'd recognize him uh he's like a bigger jewish guy with a beard and kind of balding head he was in new girl for a little bit he was in schmidt's wedding if you remember new girl but he he's been a bunch of movies you would recognize him yeah I'm on the verge of saying that he's a national treasure because he is just a <laughs> hilarious, wonderful human being. He was in a Maria Bamford's show as her agent. Yeah. Um, anyway, the scene that really got me was when uh, she was looking at the baby and people were yapping at her and she was like having anxiety about the baby and that just that exists. And it's like, it's growing and growing. And then her dad, she sees her dad with the baby and her dad <laughs> is making this crazy face. That's like, oh, I can't even like mimic it, but it's like, why does his face look like that? And like, yeah. that was when I just like lost it. Like I went from like pure anxiety. to just like, I just started laughing and laughing and laughing. Yeah. The movie, it, yeah, the movie's got a weird sense of humor, but it definitely sneaks it in at like, perfect times where you'd never really think about like i think it 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 pulls you so far in one direction that when it sneaks in the the comedy bits in there um they're just it's super effective at it and they're they're not like super noticeable like it's hard for me to pick out what i thought was funny about it i just remember smiling for most of the movie because it was like they're constantly slicing the tension with uh, little bits of dialogue or something that were funny in the background and um different things like that i thought the the sound editing was like a stand standout part of this movie it's a huge important part um yeah like you said like i think it has pretty much a horror score like there's a moment where her and her sugar daddy are like looking at each other across the room they keep sneaking like just a one like quick look and every time it does that like a violin like shrieks (laughs) like (laughs) totally totally (laughs) Also, they use silence in a really great way in this movie, too. Like, mm-hmm. there were a few scenes where 
it felt like when they were in the living rooms of the house where other people were, it was just constant, just like yeah. rumble of noise of people just talking and stuff. And then, and then she would go like either outside or into a bathroom. And when she was by herself and it was like, silence. yeah, you know, and I thought that was like really poignant for, for the movie. I just remembered one scene that made me laugh really hard. It's when she's like, she's dishing up food at the buffet and she just keeps sliding it back into like whatever she got. So she'd like, you know, get a sandwich or something. She'd put it on there. Someone started talking to her. Then they walk away and she slides it back down. Like she's dishing up food just for conversation. But then she like gets to like the macaroni salad and does like five scoops. Like, oh, okay. So she just really wants the macaroni salad. But then at the end, she slides it all back into the dish again and moves on and never gets yeah. any food. And Yeah. yeah. Uh, me and Shine actually had like a quick conversation about that, whether or not she actually was like bulimic or something, because oh, throughout yeah. the movie, everyone was commenting on her weight and how yeah. she was super skinny and everyone was worried about it. But I don't know. I, I got the sense that she she did eat. She yeah. just was also she was also using it as like a way to get out of rooms and just. Be, have it be a social thing as well yeah for sure yeah i mean these this character is really complex like they put there's so much going on like subtext behind like they don't tell you a lot of what's going on with her but she's uh really good at like insinuating what's happening you know behind her eyes and stuff and i think they do that really well with the atmosphere just like the situations they bring up in the movie um it's just it's really cool to see how much like ground they cover character wise without saying much or necessarily showing much you know it's just it's just a girl having a bad day and like they just they they get a lot of mileage out of that really great yeah yeah and it's it's interesting that you say that because it's like it really is like just like the worst day and you know, tomorrow it'll be a different day and she can move on and do something totally different. But I almost feel like that bad day was emblematic of her whole like life at that point, you know, like all of her insecurities were kind of coming to a head in that moment, in Mm -hmm. that bad day that she has, you know, a question mark for her future that she's lying about um being a babysitter that Mm. she is like sleeping with this guy that has no future that she has no future with you know that her ex-girlfriend is very successful and it's like she's just like grappling with all these things and it's you know it's kind of a part of being young you know i mean even uh i mean i think we all still have those insecurities i know i do i get like pretty stressed out and like uh you know am i making the right choices and you know all that but it's um you know it's really well it's really cool how they did it in this movie with how it how they had all of that in one day and they found a way to like really show what this character is going through in just one location and in one setting you know what this movie is it's a coming of age movie but it's almost like if you took a standard coming of age movie that like follows this storyline from a to b and it ends up you know at the endings like the party scene where like everything collides and stuff this movie is kind of just a deep dive on just that scene and like everything culminating and uh it's a really interesting take on like that moment in someone's life you know which we see movies tackle all the time 
but it's just cool to see him like really zoom in closely on this one and like see how it works out and unfolds and stuff totally totally so um yeah do you want to do like a quick spoiler section i just kind of want to talk about the ending a little bit so uh let's just do a quick spoiler section so so from this point on will be spoilers um you know we've already talked about the characters and stuff so you know it is what it is but um spoilers after this point so turn it off if you don't want to be spoiled um so uh two things i guess uh the very very ending and uh i guess just the very ending so the very ending uh yeah yeah i mean i just loved that final scene so much (laughs) So in that final scene when uh, you know her dad drives up in the van, <laughs> he pulls the van around, and it's like this old like you know old stylish van. Just mm. just think of a van, old and that's Astro what it Van, is. Astro From Van, like the '90s or '80s or something. And uh, you know again, her dad Fred Milliman is just like a national treasure, and he he basically convinces everyone <laughs> that he's been talking to to get a ride home in the van. So like her ex girlfriend gets in with her and her ex girlfriend's mom, and then the, um, the baby daddy and his wife and their baby come out, and you know he convinces them to <laughs> to get a ride too. He was like, "Come on, uh, do I call? Why call a car? You know, I'll give you a ride." And he, they're like, "Okay, fine." <laughs> so they they slide into the van, and then there's this old lady that he's there's this old lady who's like. Oh, I, I think I might have overbooked, but he somehow slides her <laughs> into. Her in. <laughs> it just, it just the way the comedy came together in that moment was just so pure, and yeah. oh, gosh, I just loved it so much. Yeah, that seems great, and it's it's hard. It's a kind of a weird picture to paint, but it's like at least five minutes long like it's oh they spend gosh. a lot of time like shoving people in the van and there's like a whole storyline behind the van too like something happened with a different car so like all the dead stuff is shoved in the back and it's like spilling it's like over onto people falling out. <laughs> and uh then he finally gets in the driver's seat and he can't find his keys like it's just like you know it's it's honestly like it is a microcosm of the whole movie, mm-hmm. in my opinion, because it is like the worst case scenario. It's like exactly what you would not ever want to happen, mm-hmm. but it's happening. And ultimately it's not that bad. Yeah. You know, it's like, ultimately it's, it's like a lesson at the end. Yeah. Ultimately it's pretty funny. It's like, it's like, ugh, this is just hilarious. This is just <laughs> like eye roll at your dad. Oh, I can't believe I'm sitting here. This is so awkward. And then she ends up, it's a very sweet moment where she ends up holding hands with her, with her ex-girlfriend. And it, you know, you mentioned earlier, they have tremendous chemistry and it feels right. You know, it's one of those things where it just like, you know, I saw them holding hands and I was just like, clap, great ending, great ending. The movie came together, thumbs up. Yep. And, you know, my wife, Shen, she's going, man, I wish, I wish this was a main series because I would love (laughs) to watch like five more of these 75 minute movies about these people. Cause this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It really goes to show you what, what you can do with like a small budget and like just some solid actors, great director and great script. You know, like there's not a lot to this movie, but it's, it's pretty amazing. And I think it, it's, it 
visually like it looks like it's probably a pretty hard movie to pull off just because like like the talent behind the camera and in front of it's just so top notch from beginning to end um yeah the staging alone yeah every yeah. all those people in one house and stuff. oh yeah <laughs> there's like crazy scenes just with the staging where like there's like a scene where she's having this pretty intense conversation with her baby daddy you know like he's kind of telling her that they need to stop sleeping together and they're in the kitchen <laughs> and it's pretty it's pretty tense yeah you know and they're pretty close to each other and then all of a sudden there's this old lady that's standing behind them <laughs> she was she's in going, there already <laughs> she was in that kitchen already and mm -hmm. she's going is there another bathroom <laughs> the guy in there is taking so long and she they're all like there's another bathroom upstairs go upstairs and then the camera like spins and the guy's wife is like in the awesome. door frame yeah, that's Man. like that's a good like uh, showcase of like how quickly that movie like wields emotions because it's like they're talking, it's really intense, and then the lady breaks the science. You're like, oh no, but then she like can't hear, right. <laughs> and so like she didn't hear. Ever. You're like, oh okay, so it's funny, but then it pants the wife. You're like, oh no, <laughs> like, right. maybe she heard. Yeah, I mean, and then, you know, she didn't hear. She knows, right? Yeah, she knows something's up, but. Mm. Oh, man, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, I like I said, I, I I'd watch it again. Um, I I really, if people aren't turned off by like sex, yeah, because I mean there is like sex stuff in this movie. There's like a lot of it. Yeah. But if you're not turned off by that, um, then I would recommend it for basically anyone. Yeah, I agree. What do you think? What What would your star rating be for this movie? Um. You know, I'm probably going to let it sit a little bit longer. I feel comfortable saying, like, probably a four and a half. Like, I really, really liked it. Um, I'm not sure if it will go higher or not, but uh, I feel pretty comfortable four and a half. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking the same, honestly. I was thinking four. Mm -hmm. You know, just because it's like, for me, it's, like, very easy to give a movie like this four stars because it's like, yeah, it was solid all the way around. You know, I liked it tremendously. Mm -hmm. Like, it's only 75 minutes. So, like, how how good could it be? You right. know, that's kind of like, like, can I give a movie that's only 75 minutes, like, four and a half? Right. Like, that's kind of like my bias in there. But now that we're talking about it, I'm like, yeah, I would recommend this to basically anyone. So, uh, and I feel like a lot of the a lot of the technical aspects of the movie are still really impressive. Like, for yeah. how small it is and, like, how short it is. Like, they do some some stuff that's really hard to pull off you know and uh yeah I, totally. think, I think they earned it yeah so um i think we can wrap it up then though that yeah. was uh shiva baby and like i said it's available on uh, video on demand so rent it whenever you can uh highly recommend it um so next week um sean's gonna be back from vacation and me and him are going to be doing uh those who wish me dead it's the new movie by uh, Taylor Sheridan. I think he's directing it. He's a, you know, he's a, he's a writer. Like he wrote uh, Hell or High Water, um, Sicario, and, Sicario. and uh, then he directed Wind River and wrote that one. So I think this is his second um, directorial movie. But I could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure it's just his second. But I was a big fan of Wind River and uh, you know the other ones. It's the only one I haven't water. seen, but I've heard it's really good. Um, 
So, yeah, really excited about that. Might go to the theater for it. We'll see if I can. But, um, yeah, that's next week. So we'll be doing Those Who Wish Me Dead. It'll also be available on HBO Max this weekend, too. So oh, if cool. you can't make it to the theater, it will be on HBO Max. Yeah. So um, with that, I'm going to say goodnight. And I'm just going to say uh, don't forget to take care of yourself and others. Be kind. Oh, that's sweet. So, peace out. All right. Bye, everyone.